Alright, welcome to week number 92 of the Two Guys in the Fridays podcast. My name is Steven, that over there is Travis. Hello, Steve. How's it going? Good, man. I can guarantee you this is going to be less than 45 minutes because I have a meeting and my computer battery is running low. Oh, perfect. Um, We're a TGIF podcast. We talk about all the shows that aired exactly 30 years after they aired, and these are all episodes that would have aired when? These would have aired June 21st, 1991. Uh, Reruns were going on that week, so we're actually not talking about those episodes. Instead, we're going back. We're watching Dinosaurs to be caught up when the episode's restart airing on TGIF. As close to caught up as possible. We're going to try. We're going to see what we can do. A couple things to get into before we do that. Um, Thank you to West Broad Street for that theme song this week. West Broad, bringing it. Um, Also, make sure you're following us on all social media at TGIFcast. You can send us your own theme song or anything you else want to send to us. That was like Baby Yoda talk or something, I feel like. If you, I, My I words were way out of order yeah, there. Yeah, I don't even know if that was Baby Yoda talk. Um, TGIFcast at gmail.com. Baby Yoda doesn't really talk. Grown up Yoda Does he talk. say chicken nuggets or is that something that people just decided he's saying? Why would he say chicken nuggets? I don't, I don't know, know if I've ever even seen a chicken I feel in Star like Wars. maybe it's just chicken nugget memes for Baby Yoda. Because when he was eating those I eggs. I don't watch it. I don't either. Oh no, I do watch it, but I don't know what, I don't know the meme. He doesn't um, talk, so. Also on YouTube, because there's that video up now. Of oh, there should have been two, but I forgot. Oh, just, well, oh, you didn't put the second one up? I can put it up. Okay. You want me to get it up before we actually air if this? You have, if you have time. Yeah, I'll get it up. I'll get it up today, so okay. it'll be up when we're saying this right now. It is up now. What is you that? You can go What's watch it. Again? That's with uh, Elliot Ness. or that, What's his name? Elliot, uh, Dr. Elliot. Dr. From, Elliot. From, <laughs> from, Elliot Ness. Who's Elliot Ness? I always forget if Elliot Ness was a gangster or an FBI guy. His name on the show is not Dr. Elliot Ness, is it? No, it's Dr. Elliot. He had a last name. I think Elliot Fleischer. 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 Yeah. Okay. Uh, that interview. It's up now on our YouTube yes, yes. page. Just search two guys in the Fridays because we don't want to be two guys in the Fridays one seven eight two one two eight nine. It just doesn't make sense. Silly. Um, other than that, let's look back and see what was going on in the world 30 years ago. First thing that I saw, June 17th. This might not be important at all, but it's kind of a cool story, I think. I could probably read into it a little more, but June 17th, 1991, the body of the 12th U.S. president, Zachary Taylor, is exhumed to test how he died. Huh, so that's cool. rumors had been persisted since his death in 1850 of arsenic poisoning, but no evidence was of this was found when they when they did these tests on June 17th. That's pretty cool. I feel like it's a weird story. We've You've seen his grave, I think. What state was it in? It's in Kentucky. Louisville? I mean, probably. We stopped. I think we stopped and saw that one together. Did you? Was on this, the way back there from... There was one that you kind of walked off on your own. Well, that happens a lot. This might have been a field one, though. Like, this was in a, this was more in a field. Where we yeah. drove, like, the wrong way. Like, we weren't supposed to. But we were like, eh, let's just do it real fast. No, no, no. That was that was, uh, that was was Madison. Okay. At, at Montpelier. Or Monroe. Madison. Madison. Um, so that's done. What about movies and music? What was yeah. uh, number one this week? So two, two really, really good ones. Okay. So number one movie is one of my childhood all-time favorites, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Okay. Watched it again, of course. I, I watched Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves probably two or three times a year. Um, I love that movie. It's so good. I think it's why I really liked Kevin Costner when I was a kid and Robin Hood when I was a kid. But anyways, number one Is movie. that Mel Brooks? No. Did you do that? So you're thinking of my wife's favorite movie, which is... Prince of Thieves. No, no, no. Men in Tights. Men in Tights, which is the <laughs> spoof of Prince of Thieves. My wife loves Wait, Men this movie is one of your favorites? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good? 
Oh, it's so good. Kevin Costner, um, Christian Slater's in it, Alan Rickman's in it. I feel like it's known more for the soundtrack than it is well, we, the, for I mean, the movie. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brian Adams. I think we'll, we'll get there. We'll get to Brian Adams. But uh, number one song is also an all-time classic. Rush Rush, Paul Abdul, the James Dean, Rebel Without a Cause spinoff, co-starring Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay. It was an amazing video. Amazing song. We're lucky to have it in our lives. Is that cat in it? The animated cat? No, that cat had, was one and done. Oh, man. Well, I don't know. I don't want to say one and done. I don't know if Paul Abdul will ever use him again. He might have been difficult. to. They say animals are hard to work with. Yeah. Anything uh, else? Yeah, birthdays. We do have birthdays. We have some big birthdays. Um, where did my birthday list go? Here it is. Sunday, June 13th, the f- always memorable Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Mm, they, two, they just did an interview. A two-for-one. Yeah, but did they talk about TGIF? They talked about like why they like to be like discreet and not public figures. That was like the headline so, of the interview. Sounds boring. Um, but anyways, Mary Kate and Ashley, if you ever want to talk about your days on TGIF, uh, you know, Full House. I think that there's the other show that comes on later. Like, I don't they, they have like called. fifty shows. But on TGIF, there's another show. Is it just the two of us or something? Something like that. I don't know. Something about a pair or two. They're both in it. Anyways, uh, another big birthday. The 17th was Mr. Mark Lynn Baker. So, Larry Appleton. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mark. Thanks, Larry, for being born. Yeah, thank you. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, Like we said, we're watching more dinosaurs. The first one we watched is the next one in order, because we're watching them in order, because that's Mm -hmm. how it makes sense. It's called I Never Ate for My Father. Um, It starts off after the theme song. We come back. uh, Baby's in the kitchen, finishing up a bottle. Um, and just begging for more, just being a baby, just trying to see what he can do to get more, like saying that he's, she's like, oh, you can't have another one until you go to bed. Well, uh, I'm tired. I'm ready for bed. Yeah. She's like, no, you're not going to bed. And, uh, I don't know, just a funny little scene. And you kind of see too, that the formula is like a meat formula. Okay. To kind of help set up yeah, the, yeah, the sure. premise of the, of the episode. And then he even tries to start eating his tail. Like he sees his tail come over the top <laughs> part of the, um, high chair and like, Bites it and realizes that that hurts. But then, you know, just get like this giant grill fork and stab a it. Fork, yeah. And of course, the the fork stabs and stays into his tail and like uh, he screams, of course. And it becomes a running joke throughout the episode. Yep. This is when Charlene comes in um, and everyone's waiting for Robbie to get home because uh, he is at the YMCA. The YMCA. Yeah. The Young Male Carnivores Association. Yeah. And uh, do we find out what they do here at this point? Sounds or? like they eat meat. That's pretty much it. I right? mean, that's that's what's in the title, Young Male Carnivores. Well, I don't know if they explained here why Robbie was there. Like, they do. They, they talk about that it is his his kind of like initiation, and, and for the initiation, they basically rip open and eat a mastodon, which made me think about something. And and what is the actual intended size of these dinosaurs? Because we There's a few times. We assume that they're human size because we see yeah. them in human size kind of surroundings or what we like everything is scaled to them. But this makes me think that they're actually giant and everything is also giant. Like, There's a few problems here. Okay. Roy's a T-Rex. We know like how big T-Rexes sure. are. But then we see them with trees and we know how big trees are. We do. And they're smaller than these trees. But they're also prehistoric trees. The so other you think thing these too, trees are like mega sequoias? I do. The other thing that came into my brain is that their house is a volcano. And we always just assume, or at least I always just assumed it was a small volcano that they live okay. in. And not that it's an actual mountain. And they're so big that the actual mountain hmm. is smaller to them. And they're more, and therefore more home-sized. There was something else. So Macedon, right away, we know Macedon's an elephant size, right? right? right. And so we got to think they're bigger than that because they're talking about eating a smaller Macedon. Correct. 
And then there was something I, I, I can't remember what the other thing was, but something else was size like, yeah. later on. I think that we I think that I've conceptually had them pegged as human size when yeah. they are in fact actual Giant. dinosaur size. Yeah. Cool. Well um so then we cut to Robbie walking home with his friend. Right. Um, they're walking home. We find out that uh, he was unable to go through with uh, this eating at the uh, YMCA, and he thinks he's a bad carnivore. He does, and his friends suggest that he actually might be a herbivore. Yeah. And this is where like the blurred line kind of happens of like what mm. they're actually talking about, and like it could be a few different things, I think, so- depending on how you look at it. The play here is this. There, This is a heavy rip on old 1930s and 1940s exploitation films because I've been watching a lot of them lately. Uh-huh. And this is everything that this whole conversation and this whole really like first third to half of this episode is directly taken from those movies. And it is very ambiguous. It could be drugs. It could be that he's gay. It could yeah. be like these are the kind of themes they that use, they're touching on. They use the on. words like, uh, what do they say? Like, Herbo instead of homo, right, right. Like herb, and they they say something else, like a play on words. But there's like also that. a lot of kind of like drug use references. There and, is, yeah. And and the way in the old exploitation films that drug use was often set up is that there would be these kids, and the kids would meet other like older people, older men normally at like clubs or bars, and that which where, also comes up, which up, which comes up, and which is where they would like convince them to do drugs and things like that. But this is the first third to half of this episode is a complete just take on the old exploitation films from the thirties and forties. So, yeah. So it's not like a direct, like saying this is this, it's like, this could be a lot of different things. It could be. It's very, even the like fact that it's a metaphor for something is still very ambiguous to what that metaphor actually is. So Robbie's still talking to his friend. He's rejecting this whole idea that he might be an herbivore. And they talk about like, sneaking out at some point and going to meet some herbivore girls and see if maybe that's his thing. Or right. At an herbivore hangout, like an herbivore yeah. bar, basically club. Um, anything else you want to add for that scene? Cause I nope. go back to the house now. No, Yeah. That's back of the house. Um, baby still got the fork in his tail, still trying to get that thing out. Um, Robbie gets home and Earl of course is very excited to see Robbie cause he feels like, Oh, he finished his YMCA thing. He's ready to be a carnivore and be a man. But then Charlene comes in. And well, tells- I was, real quick, before Charlene comes yeah. in, I want, to, I want to just set up a little bit more here. Sure. Fran has cooked a whole animal okay. that she has put on the table. And like the entire, like basically a roasted pig, but whatever version of a pig yeah. they've got. There's a lot of creatures in this episode. A lot of food, yeah. A lot yeah. of meat references. So Charlene comes in. She tells the family that she talked to a friend and talked to a friend, whatever, and told her that Robbie actually didn't go through with the YMCA eating of this mastodon. And he actually threw up when he was trying to do it right right um so this is where uh baby yells herbo yells at him right and then earl is like ashamed of robbie because like he wanted to see his son be a carnivore and do what he did and now he's worried that he's doing other things like it's that whole you know the the son tells the dad he's gay and the dad is ashamed that the son is not a manly man yep um, he, I think he ends up sending Robbie to his room at this point. What's well, one of those? I'm, I'm sending you to your room while Robbie at the same time is like, I don't want to be a part of this and go and like storms to his room at the same time. Um, and then Charlene, of course, being Charlene, like tries to brag to her dad. Hey, I'm a carnivore. I'll eat anything. Right. Like watch me go in the fridge and eat this creature. <laughs> he says, you're my new son. <laughs> and, uh, f- well, I think she's just trying to get like allowance money or something. They go to the, to the mall or something right, like yeah, that. She's sucking up to her dad. And Fran wants Earl to go talk to Robbie. Then. Right. So they both go up to the room. 
uh, Fran and Robbie. And this is where it kind of feels like it's like a drug reference kind of thing. Right, right. Th- yeah, this is definitely where it switches more to like directly a drug thing. Um, when they go up to the room, Robbie's gone. Um, we think that he probably snuck out with yeah. his friend that they were talking about. Yeah, the earlier. window's open. Um, Earl starts searching the room and uh, he actually finds a piece of broccoli. Not a piece. A bag of broccoli. A bag of broccoli. Bag like of broccoli. a bag of drugs or whatever. And um, Fran, think, Fran is like ashamed. She's like, oh no, he turned to broccoli because my cooking's not good. And uh, the two of them just start crying together. Well, Earl also blames himself. They both start blaming themselves for, for this. And this is also part of a very classic to these exploitation films of where the parents feel very guilty for their child's indiscretions. So they hug, they start crying, and then we cut to the salad bar. Salad bar. So this is the bar that Robbie and his friend have gone to. Of course, it's called the salad bar. There's a giant salad bar in the middle of it. Everyone's eating vegetables. It's like a, it's like a, it's like an old like hipster beatnik bar that you would see in these movies where there's a Bob Dylan dinosaur who's playing like folk music up on the st- up yeah. There, and I thought like it was everywhere. I thought it was supposed to be Bob Dylan. I wrote Bob Dylan, and then I didn't know if the song was a direct song of Bob Dylan's or not. I like he was singing a song about Bambi's mom, <laughs> which is funny, just because like why would they know who Bambi's mom is? Yeah, but um, I, there weren't anything like I didn't personally recognize him. It but just I, had that sound of it his was voice very much and a, like the look and everything of intended him. to be a Bob Denver, Bob Dylan, that kind of like classic folk singer. Um, there's a girl dinosaur that comes over and starts like hitting on Robbie. She's, uh, she's an herbivore, right? She's an herbivore. And, uh, Robbie's a little unsure. It feels like he is. And he tries some vegetables and he doesn't like them, but he also, you know, he's, he's, he's trying to figure out what it's like. And this kind of goes back to the whole, like, I think the gay part of this, as opposed to the, I think they, they really go back and forth yeah. between the two themes. Yeah. And I don't remember what the girl said. Something to make him, like, really just start eating, like, crazy, like, all of the vegetables. Yeah, I think it's one of those. I don't remember the exact comment either, but it was one of those. Like, if you how, eat this, then I'll do this I'll or something. You, yeah. Yeah. So he starts chowing down. And as, of course, he's doing this, you see Earl show up at the door. He comes in. And uh, he's mad, of course, at Robbie for eating all this salad. Uh, the girl calls Earl uh, herbophobic, which is pretty funny. And then uh, Robbie gives, for some reason, like the Malcolm X, I am a, I, I have a dream. Not Malcolm X, uh, Martin, Martin Luther King, King, I have a dream speech, but referring to like eating and vegetables and stuff. It, it's ridiculous, kind of. It is. Um, Earl ends up dragging Robbie out of the bar, and that, that's kind of the end of that scene. Well, and, but there's also here where where the the female dinosaur is asking Robbie that, she, telling him basically he needs to decide between his life as a carnivore with his, with his family or his life as a herbivore with her. And that's kind of when he goes into speech and says, I don't, why do I have to decide? <laughs> um, so then they go to Earl and Robbie in the forest. Um, Robbie says that he I'm going to call it a swamp, but go ahead. Swamp. Oh, it is a swamp because yeah. of what comes up in a minute. They're walking to this swamp and uh, Robbie's just talking about like, why do I have to do all the same things that you do, dad? Why do I have to like what you like? And uh, Earl tells Robbie that uh, when he was 14, that he actually experimented with some lettuce one Experimented time. with some lettuce. Yeah. And uh, Earl tries to get... Uh, I think that's another drug reference. I think it's both. Definitely. Both it could be either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but the devil's lettuce was also a, as a commonly like old school exploitation term for, for pot. Yeah. So. Um, 
so Earl then tries to get Robbie to eat a creature. Like, I don't know, to like prove him that he's a carnivore or right. something like well, that. Well, a, a big part of what Earl is talking about is the food chain. So he's trying to ex, you know, explain that we're bigger, we eat We smaller. eat things that are smaller. Like the right. Mastodon was smaller. You should have ate that at the YMCA. Right. Here, here's this creature I'm going to catch for you. And he like traps it and like tells him to eat it. And uh, Robbie doesn't want to do it. And uh, is this... I think when the monster comes out, right? Well, there's one... The creature says something that I really liked. Um, the creature talks about how, yeah, his kid was the same way. His kid wouldn't eat other creatures. And and they ask... Well, the Robbie and Earl say, well, what did you do about it? He said, I ate, I ate my son. <laughs> I ate my son. That's right. <laughs> and then from the swamp emerges a giant swamp monster. Giant swamp monster. It's huge. So if you imagine, like, how big these dinosaurs are supposed to be, and if they're living in a volcano, this monster is, like, the size of a volcano. It reminded me of the movie, this movie I just watched, called Winter Beast, which yeah. is, like, a classic notorious B-movie. And there's stop, there's a stop-motion anim- animation monster that looked just like this monster. Yeah, I feel like this episode and maybe the next episode, too, there's a lot of, like, different, like, animation types that Styles, they did, yeah. like, that we haven't seen yet in the first, like, five or six episodes. Yeah, 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 I agree with that. Um, so this giant swamp monster emerges from the swamp, comes up. And eats Robbie. Eats Robbie. Robbie's gone. Only his shoes are left behind. Earl doesn't know what to do. And then we cut to the inside of the swamp monster's stomach. You see Robbie there. You see a couple creatures in there. They're just hanging out, though. Like, they didn't get chewed up. They're whole. And uh, I guess they're waiting to be digested. This set for the inside of the stomach. You liked it. It was so... There was so much there. Like, it's simple because it's just kind of a round room. But there's also the, the, like, diaphragm thing that keeps closing in the back that like controls the stomach it was almost nauseating to watch because whenever they were in the stomach it was always <laughs> like undulating around. and moving. robbie's like slipping and yeah. falling and stuff it's a really well done well done set and scene was there any important dialogue between robbie and the creatures here? um he no he meets the creatures they're just like you know you've got a while because you're big you're um, not gonna be digested for a while yeah, that's that. really it so we go back to the house of the sinclairs and uh earl gets home and uh is almost unable to, but tells Fran what happened with Robbie. He got eaten. There's his shoes. He's gone. And Fran says, well, I guess we're going to have to go get him. The family takes it fairly well. Yeah. yeah because I think that that's just, you know, part of it. Charlene just doesn't care. No. Like, she's like, well, okay. Yeah. But yeah, they uh, agree, I guess, that they're going to go get him. And Earl um, is still, like, unable to get the whole story out. Like, he's like, I don't know if he's shooken up or embarrassed to tell her what happened. I think or... he's generally concerned. Yeah. Yeah, okay. upset. Um, then we go back to the swamp. Uh, we see Earl and Fran both arrive. Fran tells Earl, all right, go in that swamp and don't come back until you have Robbie pretty much. Right. And uh, do we see, we see the monster come back the up, The monster right? comes back up. And then I think they just cut to like they cut to the Earl inside, inside of, the, of it. Well, no, no. They, so they cut to the inside of the stomach and Robbie is in the stomach. And he's like playing cards with the, with the creatures. Right. They're basically just hanging out. Um, and then Earl just walks into the stomach through the, through the little diaphragm. I'm calling it a diaphragm thing. Um... So Earl, basically, so when Earl comes into the stomach, he, he they start arguing like they right do, away, right? they do, because Earl is still belligerent and is saying, "Robbie, I want you to eat one of these creatures that is in this, you know, that you're playing cards with." Um, and then Earl, they they start to fight. And Earl says, "Really, the problem is that you're just so defiant. You're always just telling me that you're not going to do what I want you to do," which we've seen almost in every episode since yeah. the beginning of the show. I liked the two creature interaction at this point because they're playing cards and one of them shows he's got a full house and uh, the other one then shows he has a straight flush and the one with the full house is like, all right, go ahead and eat me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're talking about like all their different beliefs and like we get more of like what we had in the beginning of the episode, like 
coming out to your father or or revealing that you have some secret about like doing drugs or something like that. And eventually they like work things out and well, hug and it's a Earl, happy moment. It's, yeah. Earl admits too that he used to fight with his dad all the time when he was younger and that, you know, as they grow, as people grow, dinosaurs grow, that things change and their perspectives change. And, and Robbie kind of says, yeah, dad, you know, growth and evolution is a good thing. Yeah. And they agree that it's okay for fathers and sons to have different beliefs. Right. And that's kind of like the hugging part where they the hug. The lovey-dovey part. The swamp monster, of course, though, he doesn't like the lovey-dovey part. It. it is nauseating to him, and he says, if you guys do that hugging one more time, I'm probably just going to throw up. And, he, and they're like, well, this is our chance. So they just hug and hug and say, I love you to each other. And eventually, um, we do find out that the uh, swamp monster throws the two of them up and uh, regurgitates them back into the swamp. Yep. So... Um, we go back to the house. Uh, Fran has made both meat and vegetables, um, giving the the whole family the choice of yeah, what they want to have. Um, Earl says that um, his kids were not smart enough to eat whatever, or that they are smart enough to eat. My kids are smart enough to eat whatever they want, right. is what he says. Uh, Robbie says, thanks, Dad. Charlene says, thanks, Dad. Baby says, just bites his tail again and screams, and that's the end of the episode. It is. So I looked up the kind of dinosaur, because Wikipedia has what each of the characters' types of dinosaurs Megalodon are. Megalodon is Earl. Right, right, right. So, Robbie, though, is a Hips- Hypsilophodon, I think. Okay. But the point is that they are, um, they're known to be herbivores. Maybe they thought okay. they could be omnivores, but they are wildly, widely thought to be herbivores. And what about Fran? What is Fran? Because I wonder uh, if it's like... Carnivore. Fran is an Allosaurus. And according to people who know things about dinosaurs uh, i don't know we need to get your like little cousin in here <laughs> Dude, my my nephew is nephew. a dinosaur genius um he can like name them all he could have already told us what fran was and what I, don't she eats. What she I, I don't know i'm it's, just wondering if they had like an herbivore mom and a carnivore dad and like maybe something oh no definitely 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 carnivore both carnivore mom and dad mom and dad so i mean that doesn't really mean anything anyways but, but it, it's a nice little just coincidence that makes sense yeah it's fun when that ha- works out all right so we need to try to finish this before you uh, have your meeting oh, we have plenty of time so this is uh dinosaurs episode what episode actually is this like so nine? this is season two episode four okay if we're going that way season two episode four if we're going disney plus way it's episode something nine. different episode nine episode okay nine. So after the theme, we have a scene where we're watching TV, and it's Good Morning Pangea. So like Good so Morning. Good Morning America, yeah. Well, I was thinking more of uh, Good Morning San Francisco. Uh, I guess you could see it like that. One thing I wanted to say about this this episode, um, and this is from me just looking up the show. I didn't figure this out myself. So they say it's September 60 million and 3 B.C. We know that BC's go, BC goes backwards, uh-huh. right? Well, a couple episodes ago, when they were training for the game show, we saw the calendar, and it was October 60,003 BC. So not only are the years going backwards, oh, cool. but the months are going backwards, That's good. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, this Good Morning Pangea, it's a talk show, morning talk show. They have Godzilla on as a guest. Godzilla is stopping by as a guest. Uh, they cut to the weather. There's violent volcanoes, and they think it's probably going to break up Pangea yeah, at everybody. some point soon. Uh, Earl comes in, and uh, we get a like almost an exact same scene we've seen with Baby before, like the not the mama, the daddy say my name kind of thing. Kind of similar to the Golden Child episode. Yeah, but this one had like a really funny song, like that the baby was singing during it too. I I don't remember it. 
I'm going to play right here. Play it. He loves me. Listen to him. Daddy, daddy. Daddy, 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 Not the mama. I mean, it's funny. It's it's quick, but it's but it's good. Yeah. But um, Charlene comes in um, and she says she's not leaving the house. She's never going to, or she's not going to school today. She says. Um, Robbie comes in, teases Charlene because he knows why she's upset, and she is the only girl in her class that's not growing a tail. I think I called that last week. Called what? When we were talking the about the like, episode? what it could be. Okay. I was like, what if it's all the other girls are growing tails or have big tails or whatever? Um, Fran tells Charlene that she was one of the last ones to grow a tail in her class. And Charlene says, well, that's not the problem. Um, but obviously that is the issue that it is. And then Ethel pulls out her tail and everybody's grossed out. Yeah. I think Earl at this point says something about like her tail being saggy or something right, like right. that, which is pretty funny. Um they show a Sports Illustrated commercial Dinosaur on TV sports, yeah. for the tail issue, which is like the swimsuit, swimsuit issue, issue, which uh, all baby Earl and Robbie are all like They're drooling over on the TV. And then Charlene leaves upset about this whole situation. Yeah. Um, Fran says that they need to go talk to Charlene about it. And uh, Earl is trying to get away from having this conversation, hoping that Fran will do it, saying that ah, Charlene doesn't even care about it. It's not bothering her at all. Right, and what we find out here is really it's that Earl just sees Charlene as as his young child. He doesn't want to daughter. see her growing. He doesn't up want to see her anything. Grow. Exactly. Um, so we don't go to a scene of them talking to Charlene. Instead, we go to a scene of Earl at work on the job site. It's lunch break, and uh, Roy is like catcalling all of the uh, female dinosaurs that are walking by. You don't see it, but you just hear him like saying a bunch of things to whoever's like like you would expect from like a construction site. That's stereotypical or construction yeah. worker. Yeah. Um, Roy asks Earl what's bothering him and, uh, is kind of able to infer on his own that it's because of Charlene and her tail. And he brings up Charlene's tail a lot, which if you, if you like take that out to what Charlene's tail, that's means, a little creepy. That's really creepy. Yeah. And it's understandable that Earl would be, would be really, but again, I can, I can see that kind of talk having, happening at a like construction site like with your co-workers your co-worker oh, your talking hot. about your daughter's boobs i think it happens i think, you it, think happens. it happens i think it happens really yeah i, I don't think that yeah happens. i think it's a joking thing Ugh. but you gotta think okay the age matters a lot too with this situation that's fair that's like, fair if i think if when you say age what do you mean like the, the age of charlene or the daughter that's being made no, fun of this, i think that that makes it more inappropriate i think if she's older no no, no. this is just it like in real life, if these were two dudes at a work site, it would and, happen. And one is talking about your teenage daughter. No, no, that's when it's boobs. a problem. If it's a teenager, she is a teenage. She's I know, t- I know, like I know. thirteen. That's a problem. That's a problem. But I can see, like, at, I can see at like, a construction talking about his wife's boobs. Would that be okay? I think that's a joking thing that happens. Like, hey, your wife's hot. Like, no one ever says that. Wife's hot is one thing. <laughs> your wife's got a nice, nice rack. Is is a bit of a different, a different. But I think it happens depending on the level of friendship. And Roy and Earl have been friends for a very long. I think time. it dep- happens depending on the level of assholeness your friend is. <laughs> I think it happens. Um, so yeah, that's all going on. And then Earl thinks that uh, Charlene is just too young to have a tail. Like that's his yeah. whole. Complaint I mean, that's about the whole. Life. That's the whole thing for him. Um, and then. Roy talks to Earl about girls growing up and how it's okay and how it's something that happens and something that he's going to have to be okay with because it's not something that he can stop from happening. Right. 
So we go back to the house. It's that night, I guess. We're looking at the TV again. There's a commercial for uh, Dionetics. Dinonetics. Dinonetics. Which is Scientology. The book of Dinonetics. And uh, it's talking about the science of selling books, which is all really Scientology is doing is trying to get you to buy like their books or part of their program or whatever. Scientology is great. Um, so, yeah, the name of the book, too, I think. This is the name of the book. Way too complicated. No, no, that's the name of the show that comes. That's a different show. The, the commercial for the show that comes on. Next. That's right, and it's just like I'll describe it. I go ahead. It yeah. I, I rewound multiple times to catch all this. So it's about a big city detective that travels through time to adopt seven interracial seven interracial children, and then a ghost with seven interracial <laughs> ghost children, and they both move to they they get I guess they are in a relationship, and they move to the country to become district attorneys, and then and then. <laughs> The mom moves in. We assume it's the the detective's mom because she's a, a living dinosaur and not a ghost. But I want to say this is a direct ripoff of another show, but it's not. Maybe I, every so show combined. I, I thought TV. of just the ten of us a little bit because yeah. it's a large family that, Brady moves, bunch. that moves to the country. A little bit of Brady Bunch, maybe step by stepish because it's two combining two yeah. families. I don't know about the ghost thing uh, or the time travel <laughs> or the detective. Quantum Leap was that out yet? Yeah, Quantum Leap was out. So it's, there, there were no ghosts in Quantum. Well, I mean, there were no, that wasn't Quantum Leap. Time traveling, right? Time traveling. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going for yeah. that. And then we need ghosts. It really was more like universe traveling and not so much time traveling. Where do we get the ghosts? A ghost writer? <laughs> that wasn't out yet, I don't think. Or there was there had to have been a show on TV with a ghost in it. So it's just combining every single plot line of every story of every TV show that every show. might have come out at some point. So yeah. They oh, see- and it had like TGIF style graphics too. The like graphics for the show were very much that neon. Earl gets home. Uh, he has the mail with him, and you see a package that looks exactly the shape of a tail. <laughs> he pretends not even. It's pretty notice. much a tail wrapped in like the brown paper, packing paper. Um, he does kind of like say it's for Charlene. He reads like the return address of who it's like Jun- from. Junior Miss Prosthetic Company. And uh, Charlene asks if anything came for her, and like uh, eventually he gives over the right. tail. We know it's a tail. Um, she goes out to her room or whatever. Um, Robbie gets some money for Ur- from Earl for a date that he's going to go on. They're talking about like girls, and he's like, well, "Oh yeah, take some money." Also, to highlight the Ro- or Earl's different view on boys versus girls, where how he's willing to let Robbie go and have a date, and encourages him to like try to get find a hot girl and, and stuff, try to hook up at the end of the night, and compared to the way he's treating uh, Charlene. And then uh, after they have this exchange, Charlene comes down, and she is now wearing her new prosthetic tail, giant prosthetic tail um she's showing it off robbie's joking about it he, he ends up it pulling it off <laughs> um fran talks to charlene who just wants a tail i mean that's all she wants yeah. at this point um she's upset with all the other girls in her class that they all have them and fran says that a tail is not what's important um it's like it's your personality that's what that's what the guys really want and uh charlene asks her mom how she handled it when she was a kid because she already knows that her mom was one of the last girls in her class to get her tail. And then uh, Ethel comes in, right, and says something like... Uh, sure. Fran tried to throw herself off the roof. That's right. But it sounds like she went through the ceiling and ended up landing on her dad and, like, hobbling her dad for the rest of his life. Yeah, there was, like, a whole, like, chain of events that happened when she went up on the roof. Yeah. Like, the pipe fell and broke the ceiling. All kinds and, like, of stuff. Um, and then Charlene says, all right, I'm going on the roof. <laughs> 
So we go to probably the next day. I'm guessing it's breakfast. Uh, baby's getting a bath in the they sink. They do that really well too. They will make a point to make sure that what they are eating is clearly breakfast to establish a new day. I in the yeah show. yeah I noticed that. Um, they also like to do the the pterodactyl outside delivering mail to show it's the morning or whatever. Yeah. Um, Charlene comes in, and Charlene has grown a tail overnight naturally grown a tail yep um she's showing it off fran is so happy for charlene earl and robbie though are freaking out about the whole thing well robbie touches it because he thinks it's fake and then he then he freaks realizes out when he realizes real he, he touched her tail touched his and earl's head tail. is going to explode uh the other thing i want to note here is that fran is giving baby a bath in the sink and the toy that he has is a caveman toy and it know, like squirts water too right? right just like a dinosaur toy bath toy would in human worlds um, yeah, I don't think Earl knows what to do at this no, point, too. No, like, he's, he's literally like, his look. His oh, looks man, like she's explode. grown up. She's got a tail. Right. What am I going to do? Um, so we go a little later. Um, Charlene is just knocking things over with her tail. She can't control it. She's, she's getting used to it. Turning and hitting things. Um, she hits the baby into the wall a couple times. She goes flying and, of course, he loves says it. again and wants to do it again. And, uh, Fran and Ethel come in, try to give her some some tail advice, like how to shake it or let it drag and like what to do if she wants to like show guys that she's got this tail and what to do like if she's trying to like hold back a little bit. Right. And uh, Earl comes in at this point too and uh, of course is still in disbelief and um, they get into the talk about now she's old enough to go on a date with a boy. And she's already got one lined up with Maurice. Yep, already lined up, and that's where we go to next. Maurice is showing up um, to pick up Charlene for this date, and Earl just does not want her to go. He's trying to like come up with like other things they can do, like at the house. Instead, <laughs> he's gonna of her just going. make him dinner and let them play board games in the house. He even offers to like order a bunch of ribs or something. Yeah, too. cook up some ribs. Um, so Fran tells Earl, Earl, you know what? Go order some ribs. We'll, uh, we'll we'll play board games and we'll all just eat ribs here. And Earl, of course, excited. Yep. Charlene's not going to go out on this date. We can. I'll go order a whole bunch of ribs. So he goes off in the kitchen, and Fran's like, "You guys just go sneak out. Earl won't know. You guys go have fun." So the two of them go. Earl comes back in the room to find out Charlene and Maurice are gone. Gone. Um. Later that night. Yeah, a few hours probably. We we're in the kitchen. Earl's finishing up these like forty buckets of ribs that he had ordered. <laughs> Everywhere, yeah. Uh, he's still upset about this whole thing, of course, because, I mean, Fran let her sneak out pretty much. Yeah, but, I mean, that was the right thing to do. You think so? Yes. Earl was being the unreasonable one, and Fran was trying to make sure that everything was okay. Um, he goes into the fridge. He pulls a creature out. Um, I like this scene, because the creature yells at him for waking him up and right. says, why are, you, why are you eating food so late? And tells him <laughs> to put him back in the fridge and... Earl apologizes and put him back in the fridge. Well, not only that, he says, cover me back up. So he like <laughs> puts a little in. paper and then he's like, and kiss me on the forehead. And <laughs> yeah, kisses yeah, the yeah. little creature and then puts him back in the fridge. Um, Fran comes down to check on her. I guess you probably heard that he was still awake right. or something like that. And uh, Earl explains why he's upset. This whole thing with Charlene and dating. It's just a lot for him all at once. And then this is where Charlene comes back from the date. Yeah. And she's visibly upset when yep. she, as soon as she walks in. Um, Earl's acting like super angry at first until he realizes that she is like actually sad. We find out that the date was humiliating. Um, Maurice actually dumped her while they were out on the date because he saw a girl with a bigger tail. Man, that's tough. Um, there's a good like, and she had to walk home. She did walk home. She had to walk yeah. home. Um, they end up having like a uh, a good like heart to heart, like mother and daughter, and then father and daughter talk. Well. 
Not really. No. What happens is, so she kind of explains that Frank gives her a little bit of a of condolences, but says, you know, Earl's trying to say like, I think your your mom needs to talk to you about this. Oh, and, and then Fran walked away. Fran's right? like, no, I think you need to handle this, and she leaves Earl and Charmaine, Char- Charlene to talk about it. So Fran goes out of the room, and then Earl and Charlene have a talk about what's going on, and right. eventually, like. Earl kind of gets okay with this idea, like that she's growing up, that he can't just like control everything that she does. And Charlene too is also comes and says, look, I thought I was ready for all this because it's, you know, it's natural. My tail grew because of nature, but she realizes that just because she's growing a tail doesn't mean she necessarily needs to jump into dating boys and being kind of like, you know, all putting her, putting it out there necessarily. And mm-hmm. that there's kind of a balance between growing up and, and, and staying a child. And then Earl says what I think is what, really makes it right for Charlene where he tells her that he's there for her, whatever, exactly. for whatever she needs. Exactly. And she's glad that he's looking out for her and, uh, they embrace in a hug. And as this happens, uh, Earl's like, did I do all right, Fran? Cause he knows that Fran's she's just listening. listening in the other room. And she like comes in and nods and that's the end of the Says episode. You did well. So yeah, two great episodes of dinosaurs. Really good week. episodes. Both yeah. of them. Yeah. I mean, I think the, that first one's my favorite one so far. I think I never ate for my father. It was good. That's my favorite one so far. It was good. Um, we're going to do two more next week. Is that the plan? Two more. So season two, episode five, endangered species and episode six, employee of the month. Uh, thanks once again to West Broad Street for the theme song yes. this week. Thank you, West Broad. Follow us on all social media at TGIFcast. And if you want to send those emails with theme songs or anything else, you can do that, tgifcast at gmail.com. Search us on YouTube for videos and... Yeah, two new ones in the last like week and a half, so... Yeah, hopefully we'll have more. It's the summer, so who knows what will happen. But uh, I got to jump on a Zoom, so you got anything else to no. talk about, Steve? Have fun with that. I will, man. Have a good week. You got it, dude. Do 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 do